What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Final Checkpoint Podcast. This is episode number 43. Each and every week, we react to some of the latest video game news and talk about games we're playing. My name is Joel. And I'm Ben. And you can find new and old episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and thegamefanatics.com. This week, we have a very special episode dedicated to The Last of Us Part Two. And joining us for this episode is our friend, Logan. How's it going, Logan? It's going pretty well. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join us for this special occasion. Oh, very excited for this episode. Yep. We're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, no. And that's it. Oh, yeah. I'm down. That's great. debated you into getting on here just for that. <laughs> Is that what that means? Let me tell you about my experience with Pokemon Smile. Oh, gee. <laughs> you know what? I did play that uh, Pokemon Cafe or whatever it is. I did try it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something to do. You know... I had to get rid of it because, so it's weird. So I don't have my Joy-Cons attached to my Switch, so I just play with, like, my Pro Controller. Mm -hmm. And so I started up the game using the Pro Controller, and then it tells you, like, oh, you you know, you just touch the screen. So then my Pro Controller shut off, and oh. now I can't exit the game. <laughs> There's, like, no exit option. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I ended up just, like, restarting the Switch, <laughs> and then I was, like, deleting this. That is wow. Do you have to use a touch screen for that game? You do. Does it's it just like a phone. Require. Yeah. You could have no, just okay. picked your switch. Oh wait, that is weird. I would have had to connect the Joy Cons and then do that. I just it's so I, unusual. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of odd. It's definitely made for mobile. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's not why we're here. <laughs> oh, you're right. What are we really here about? Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. But yeah, we're Going to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. This is going to be full spoilers. Last week we gave you our non-spoiler uh, impressions. Mm -hmm. This is gloves are off. We're talking about everything. If you have not finished the game, this is your fair warning to continue listening and spoil it. Your, <laughs> spoil yourselves. <laughs> or just leave. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Turn it off. Turn it off. Go play the game. Don't be like all the weirdos that got angry about all the leaks and spoilers and decided to not play the game because I'm telling you right now, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself and to video games in general. And Mario from 1991 would be very ashamed of you. It's a weird year. Yeah. yeah. Mario even today would be ashamed of you. No, he'd be happy. To be, be real. Like, Buy a Switch. <laughs> Buy a Switch instead. <laughs> Buy a Switch. <laughs> Sell your PlayStation. <laughs> Buy the Switch. Cool. Well, Ben, this is uh, this is gonna be a, this is kind of a lot. So maybe uh, you could help us navigate yeah. this forest. I wanted to um, start. Let's let's leave the story for the for the end, or not the end, but let's talk about non-story stuff first. Because I feel like once we get into story, that's all we're gonna talk about. All right. Um, because sure. there's a lot more to this game than just the story. Obviously. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's not thirty hours of cutscenes. <laughs> Which I would be into, but yeah, that's a whole separate. Game. That's that's Death Stranding. Yeah. Then you get then yeah. you get the Mario Solid oh my God, Four people come down. I want to play that so bad. It's Cinematic. It's so Let's play a movie. Uh, hmm. So I have like a, a list of notes, and it's just a bunch of cool things or whatever that I liked throughout the game. So we could go through that uh -huh. and probably go through all our own notes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. My my I'm, like my notes are just like thoughts I've ha I had after. I was thinking about the game and you know the, the, I do have some specific moments to talk about so yeah I think that's fair okay 
Um, uh-huh. Let's go into... Uh, let's talk about the gameplay, just in general, because I thoroughly loved this gameplay. Um, I think I said last week, I want them to just give this engine and uh, how it works to oh. Capcom and have them use it for RE4 remake. That would, like, just that do that. Sweet. This is fine. Like, just play that because some, yeah, so many parts of this are just such a phenomenal Resident Evil survival mm-hmm. horror game, and I I love that. Um, but even the combat with the the Seraphites or the wolves is incredible. I I think it's so much fun. I especially on harder difficulties, it gets way intense where you really have to be using every single thing you have and every tool and uh, abusing the systems and hiding in grass and hiding everywhere. It's it's a lot of fun. Do you feel like your maybe the way you went about things changed depending on the area you were in? Like from... Yes. Yeah, okay, because that, that's how I felt. Like when, once I got to Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like a little more aggressive than stealthy um for most of the parts i mean the uh, like okay. once once you get to like the mansion area and you're letting loose the the clickers and stuff then i was just running around with my hatchet and just like <laughs> smacking the shit out of people with it yeah but yeah i felt like a, like once especially when you first encounter the seraphites like i felt like stealth was i had to be stealth because the the way they kind of signal each other with whistling and it it was really hard to see them and where they were coming from, so mm-hmm. that like I definitely went more patient and stealth in that area compared to like the more like Seattle cityscape area where you're just kind of like hiding behind filing cabinets and countertops and stuff. Would you? Um, because I played the entire game as stealthily as possible. Oh, so I'm I'm curious. Would you actually start like air quotes start fights? Would you see people in the distance and just be like? I'm going to pick headshot that guy and then everyone's going to come to me and I'm going to kill him. Did you do that? Uh, most of the time I would always start stealth. Okay. Because I always knew like, okay, I have very limited ammo for certain weapons. So, um, when it came to the dogs, that's when I was like, <laughs> I'm just shooting the dogs and then that's I don't the care. <laughs> yeah. I'm going dogs yeah. first and then that's it. There was a couple situations even on my first playthrough where there was this guy walking a dog or I guess he's not walking the dog, but whatever he's doing with the dog. And I had a one bomb arrow and I'm like, I'm going to blow up him and his dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Do that a lot. I enjoyed that. Well, a lot of the times. Yeah. I think every time I would start stealth and then someone would see me, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm yeah, gonna be Frank Reynolds. I'm just gonna start blasting, right? Just, <laughs> just start going, and it's just crazy. Did I miss it? Or you can't lock on to enemies, right? Or can you? I, in accessibility mode, I think you yeah. can turn that on, which okay. would be kind of kind of be cool, actually. Yeah, you can lock on to enemies. You could like uh, flick the controller to automatically aim at the head and stuff on certain accessibility, and even huh. slow down the game. Okay. When you're like zoomed in and aiming on the character, you played uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Anyone? Right? Um, I played through what? Ground Zeroes and then I started um, Phantom Pain, but that, I, I never. That's enough. Uh, yeah, I never really but, finished. It. <laughs> you know how when you were seen, it would like slow down time for a second, yeah. and you could aim and shoot the guy. That's like the one thing that's missing from this game that would make it so fucking fun. Like, oh, I've been you, seeing... you could kind of get that with the accessibility mode. Yeah, that oh, that would be fun. 
I maybe so I'll look can, into that. Yeah, look into that. Uh, but like, what one of the notes I have is that the gameplay on every level is an improvement from the first game. Yes, it's it's it was crazy to me that like everything was an improvement. Like this is what a sequel is. Everything's improved upon. It's a bigger scope, a bigger world, and it's a longer game. Like this is what a sequel should be. Yeah, you know, the dodging mechanic. The jumping mechanic, the the skill trees, mm-hmm. going prone, uh, going prone, uh, even like the small uh, changing between your guns quickly with R one, mm-hmm. like yeah. just small things like that. You're just like, oh yeah, that's so nice to have. It's definitely their best, uh, their best gameplay game that they've made. If you consider mm-hmm. like all the Uncharted games, Uncharted Four included, like this is definitely the best feeling game that they've made to me. Like I. I always thought like Uncharted played really well, but there was always something a little off about some of the, I guess, shooting mechanics on it. I, there's something yeah, that like, always the gunplay was different. It was yeah, very and even playing uh, the Last of Us Part One, like um, some of some of it felt similar, but there was definitely a huge difference on. I think overall, like uh, finding your rhythm in the game. Like once you found your rhythm in. Last of Us Part Two, like I felt unstoppable. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. You knew what you could get away with, and like, okay, I can run up and melee this person. Yeah. Or whatever. And the melee feels very God of War to me. You know, you could feel your hit. You could feel that mm, yeah. fucking mining axe dive just bury itself into that heart of the enemy. Like it's just, it's so cool. Yeah. And uh, shout and, out, shout out to the decision to give Ellie a pocket knife instead of having her. <laughs> Crap shivs. shivs. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. even when you get to Abby and you have the shivs, the shiv system is so much improved. It's yeah. better. Worst it's case scenario, you use her giant arms to just like beat the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you can unlock the shiv where you can build like two at a time and four. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is so good. They made it such a better crafty. The crafting in general is, I feel like, is not simplified because it's largely the same. But it just is laid out in such a better way, and it it has more interesting. Like, okay, if I use this, I can't use that, or this uses two of these, and uh, they 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 knock that out of the park in terms of of crafting. I still think there's too much shit in the environment to to pick up. Like, it's like shit that's still there that I don't think should be there. But whatever, yeah. it's 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 a game. So I played I played through. I would say at least ninety percent of this game. Um, like I I was playing it, and my wife was watching, so she got pretty invested in the story and like in the game so i felt bad when i would be like nope we gotta go into this building and then i'm like searching around every drawer and she's just like sitting there like looking at her phone and i'm just like hang on gotta look in here like let me know when you're back to reality yeah <laughs> and i know like there are some times where she was like well i think you're probably gonna be looted because it'd be like one of the more open areas after i had cleared out all the the enemies and i'm like yeah i'd look at her and be like this is gonna take a while <laughs> You got twenty minutes. Yeah, I got a lot of drawers and cabinets to look through, so you you, you can add a bed if you but want. But I, I think so that many. that goes to how great the pacing is, where it will have those fights, and then it will just slow down, and you're just looking through houses, and it builds up this nice suspense the first playthrough, where like, am I going to get ambushed here, or is there anything going to happen, or is this just exploring? And it just balances it out so well. I love the pacing throughout the entire game. It is too long. But I didn't hate any section or feel like any section was really too stretched. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely oh, I felt like that. some parts of it were almost a little too much. Like, do I really need to go connect the power for these doors to open? And then, oh, mm. of course this window can't be broken because there's all this shit in front of it. So I have to find some way to crawl through the vents. Oh, and look, I accidentally fall into this room. And I just got to battle my way. And then I guess there's another way into this room. It's just like certain things are stretched out a little too much. And I think that's that was a little bit irritating, but not not like it didn't. It wasn't like too much of a downside to where I was like getting irritated with the game overall. I was just kind of like, does this really need to take this long? Because I really want to get to the next cutscene. <laughs> hmm, I could see that. But I think if you go back to the first game. There's so much of that game where I'm like, another combat encounter, another one. Can't right. We? It was it was so obvious in the first one. Like, okay, this is the area for, yeah, combat. In the second one, you go somewhere. You're like, all right, something's going to happen here. Nothing happens. It's just a really big environment that they created because it's just more realistic. It's just a bigger scope. It's just a bigger let's, game. Let's talk about these larger areas because I think it was an interesting choice to start basically start out Seattle almost with the the open air quotes area the open world section yeah. uh which i really enjoyed but in retrospect i don't it was fine i don't know what do you guys think yeah it was kind of weird because it, it's kind of the only part of the game that has that you know there's not like another area that you get to after some linear parts it's just that at the beginning and then you just you know kind of shrink down to that linear path after and I and I was confused that it was open at the beginning too. Like I didn't yeah. know. And I was like, "Oh, this is actually happening." So I had I'm someone, explore every every nook and cranny. In a in a in a in a review mentioned it was a spoiler free review. They mentioned, "Oh yeah, there's only one open area." And I'm like, "Why just say that? Why would you fucking say that?" Because <laughs> yeah. then I got to it and I was like, "Oh, this is three hours in. I guess this is the only open area." But it ended up being like the least remarkable part to me yeah overall yeah i felt that way too like i i think it, it almost felt like they maybe just wanted to try it as mm -hmm. a way to like i don't know like let you explore well, let you investigate an area but then i felt like maybe that type of i don't know uh ob objective maybe didn't fit well with the rest of the game I think plot-wise, it fit in perfectly. Yeah. If you if you go back to Uncharted Four, they did a couple areas like this, and then in Lost Legacy, they did one kind of giant one, which I think was handled a lot better than this one was. Um, I, I don't know. It was it was like, oh, you can go to the bank. Okay, the bank's two minutes. All right, now I'm out of the bank. Yeah. It was just like this is all the stuff you couldn't fit into your linear narrative, so you just plopped it around this open thing. That's what it, it kind of felt like to me. Yeah, but they were all more, very like, small sections. Story-wise, it's great. Like, all the narrative that happens there. It's just the actual open? Eh. I, I like when they were at the courthouse and they talked about, like, oh, did you have you ever been to court? <laughs> seemed like someone like, <laughs> you seem like someone that would get in trouble. <laughs> so there are certain things I did like about that area. Just, like, little... Because yeah. it was before any, like, other real shit went down when they were in that area. They were, like, still kind of like, oh, we're out here exploring. We got to get to here and happy-go-lucky yeah. it's we're a, early on it's a great pacing area yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like you said a lot of those really cool small cut scenes you know when when dina's talking about like the her jewish faith oh yeah ellie's yeah. like what the fuck are you talking about like what does that mean <laughs> a like, menorah <laughs> <laughs> all right ellie 
It's your Jewish Bible. Like, <laughs> it's the Jewish then, Bible. <laughs> and then, and then you have that beautiful, that really cool cutscene with the the Take on Me scene. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, oh, this is great. It's really so, good. It's so cool. which has been stuck in my head for the last day or two. Right. Yeah. 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 I put it on a playlist on my YouTube, like playlist already. So now I just listen to it over and over again. The cover of it. The uh, yeah, like you, you can. Someone like oh, clipped it out. On Spotify? No, no. It's like I, I found the, the video of it on YouTube, so I just added it to my list of like other music videos that I have. Just uh, weird thing to say in 2020, but yeah. <laughs> music she videos. Joel's TRL yeah. every day. But uh, playing the hits. But yeah, it's really good. There's there. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier to to Logan, but the Magicians, the sci-fi show, also has a pretty similar like cover of it. Just as dramatic, too. Uh, I shed a couple tears during that one as well. So now every time I listen to it, I think of two very uh, beloved characters in a game. In a game and in a show. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So after the open area, I was really surprised to go into the next section, which almost felt just as big and open. And it is very revolutionary when you look at the first game to the second one where you're in city streets and it's several blocks and it's not bespoke encounters you can encounter these guys in any order and they're roaming around and it, it's such or an ignore them yeah or ignore yeah. them at, at all and it's it's so cool and there's many many sections like that like almost every single combat encounter is twice the size of the largest one in the first game and it's, oh yeah it's such a, a big improvement. It makes the game so much more replayable and so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... You have to change your gameplay depending on the situation. You mm -hmm. know, there's so many ways you could take a situation. And that's really cool to see. You know, like, I felt like in the first game, it's like, like, either stealth or I could just go shoot everyone. Well, I could do so many different things in this game. And so many times in the first game, you couldn't stealth through it like you could stealth kill everybody and then leave but you had to kill everyone there's a yeah. lot of situations in here you can sneak pie or then you like run out a door or whatever like you don't have to engage at all yeah i had a couple yeah. uh, dark souls moments where you get to a door even though someone's chasing you and shooting at you and you hit the the button to open it and you're in like the cutscene to open it and you've got people shooting you and everything but it's doing nothing <laughs> so i'm like all right <laughs> I, I never had that happen no no i never i, I killed everyone i yeah. there was there's one spot where i was just like mm, i don't i'm not gonna deal with all of you guys i didn't i was like trying to stealth through it and i was just like ah fucking dog <laughs> fucking dog again <laughs> and then i was able to get through a door and i was like i didn't have to deal with that some shit. of those uh neighborhoods and it just goes to like what i was saying about how open it is it's just several buildings or houses, I guess, and then houses on the next side, and then there's more houses after that, and it's all the same area. It's it's so cool. We never yeah. really, we don't get anything close to that in, in any other game, really, of of this, except for Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, in terms of like stealth action, yeah, espionage, yeah, actually, yeah, those big those big level designs and environments have like a lot of those neighborhoods and stuff have those houses that. Like, I wonder if I could go in here. Like, yeah, I can go into every fucking room. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, there, it's just, it's it's huge. It's it's so cool. It's so much fun. And then, you, like, you, you'd read the notes of this family. 
they were having these problems. They try to get away. And then like you go to like a house or a gas station a little bit past that and they'd be like, like, oh, you know, my son died and I'm trying to survive now. I don't think I could do it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah. you have all these little stories of people trying to survive in this world and kind of not working out for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Not working out for most people. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I read so many of those and I found like the resolution to them, but I had such a hard time remembering them because everything from the main yeah. story to me stuck out more than like the side stories. Um, well, uh, that's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but no, sure. like there's some things from like Last of Us Part One that did say like Ishmael's story and. But it's just it's just Ish like yeah. This one adds so many more mini versions of that. That I, but I agree with you, Joel. Where there's a lot more names, and you're just trying to figure out like, oh, is that the same guy from the other place? And uh, I don't know. And then you get to like another area. I'm like, was oh, this relevant to the last place? Oh no, it isn't. Well, what was that guy's name? Oh, is that a? Like, yeah. It was. It was hard to keep track of it all. It was all very interesting. But I'm like, I don't know if if you're the neighbor or you're the son or I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I lost track. But it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep track of it all. And the note system is so slow to like go back and look at it that it's really not worth my time to figure out this mystery. Yeah, that's definitely one complaint I had was having to go back to either look at the map when you're in that open area or going to the notes. It felt like it was, I don't know, kind of like a a hassle to go back in like, to look for the note. Like, we, Yeah, inconvenience. Yeah, how it, can we make this as slow as possible? Like any anytime, anytime I needed to go look at a safe code again or uh, like the combination yeah. code, I was just like, oh, fuck, here yeah. we go. And then, like, I pull up the map or the the inventory, and it's always on the crafting page. And I'm like, no, I need to slide over to the notes page. It's just like a lot to deal with. And, and the it's note like, would load, yeah, for two seconds. I I wish God. I almost wish it was better about linking the notes that were related. Like, if you yeah. did pick them up, like that would be cool because then you're like, oh, I can go back and read this, and rem-, you know, at least it'll help those things, those extra like, details, here's be everything. More- pertaining to these people yeah look at all of them yeah yeah i think that would have been cool that's that's a great uh addition that would be yeah it's really cool that they have all these new animations and fluid animations but it does cause for a lot of those slowdowns yeah there's always last of us part three (laughs) well one of the things that you know in that department that's an improvement it's like in the first game when you're stealth and like crawling or crouching and you're grabbing things off the um, the counters and stuff. Your arms are like going everywhere, just grabbing. <laughs> you look things. like Octo Dad. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the weirdest angle. I but love then it. in this one, it's like you know, you open the drawer and you the, you're still holding the drawer while you grab the item out of it. Like that was cool. Like little yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, so much animation as this is incredible, and a lot of like the facial animation for a lot mm. of the cutscenes is just spooky. <laughs> it's spooky yeah. good. Yeah, I went back and I was watching some behind-the-scenes footage on YouTube of them filming it. It's like seeing the, seeing them like make those expressions and then translate it into the game is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me let me go through some of my notes here. Um, but the to touch on you know you talked about like Resident Evil. Yeah. And there were a lot of those like survival moments or you know, you're fighting these horde of zombies or trying to get away from them. And even some of the boss fights are very Resident Evil. Yeah. And I, oh, I just love those moments. I like, think they were that, so cool. 
that boss fight at the bottom of the hospital, I just oh. did it again. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it's one of the best Resident Evil boss fights ever. Yeah. <laughs> so good. When I was, when, then, yeah, when I was going through that and I finished it, I was like, that was so Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%. But I yeah. love it. It actually fits narratively as being the first part of the infection, and they just kind of like formed a blob together over 20 years. Right. And they, just, it's just yeah. a mass. It's like the yeah. thing or some shit. Yeah. Called the Rat uh, King. And I, I love, yeah, which is great. And I loved how <laughs> it like splits off parts oh, of it. Yeah. And then you'll yeah. have the... The it was fight so afterwards, scary. <laughs> like the fight afterwards with a piece of it that's still alive. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest fight. I love it. Oh man, it was so spooky. Oh, that the, the that lighting, place. the sound design. Oh fuck, so was, good. Ugh. So good. I was I was wearing nice, really nice headphones like the entire game, and it was both like exciting but frightening at the same time. Yeah, such good, such they, good sound in that game. I don't know how they it was did, really good. but it was like ooh. Those clickers and like the gurgling blood when you like killed someone and like <laughs> it's in their throat. <laughs> the gurgling is a little exaggerated because I don't think you gurgle for twenty seconds after you die, but whatever. Well, maybe if you get shanked. I mean, in I the haven't throat. died enough to know. So <laughs> yeah, I I, usually you like eh, and you die. You don't like You're just like like you it, bastard. <laughs> it's not like the the bad acting of like I'm dying. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> Will him scream it? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great if a clicker died like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, okay, one thing I keep looking over my notes and I, I see a lot is the Sky Bridge, which I thought was a really cool set piece, and they set it up a lot, especially going back on a second playthrough and you know she has vertigo or whatever it is. Um, there's so many moments where you're like, oh, I got to balance across this thing really quickly. And you're like, whatever. That was two seconds. Oh, I got to balance shit. And then you get 20 hours later. Oh, I got to balance now. Oh, no. <laughs> and they, they do this really cool thing only with Abby where anytime you look down and there's like an elevation, it zooms out the like depth of field or whatever. Yeah. So that so you kind of feel that like, oh, I'm really high up. And they only do it with Abby. They don't do it with Ellie. It's really, really a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed and that. You, and you... And you get a, a taste of that at the very beginning of the game, too, when you play as Abby mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. snow. And you're just like, you're like, oh, it never came back. And looking back, yeah. you're just like, oh. There's I a get lot of stuff it. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a, that's a standout moment it. for me, which leads into them falling uh, into that hotel, which is another great survival horror section. Oh, man. Uh, going down I, a hotel. Yeah, that I was nuts. It. That was I liked oh. it, but I hated it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that. Like, having to find a way to scale down this, like... And what's cool is, like, when you do look down and you notice that the it's, like, the whole building, all, almost all the way down, is just this massive hole. Yeah. And so you're just finding ways to get down, like, lower and lower through the floors as you're fighting clickers. And uh, it was it was really fun. Really I fun. think that's really cool. So many set pieces in, in games or movies, it's going up the tower. So to go down the destroyed tower, I thought was oddly refreshing. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely very different. Really, really cool. And the boss, I guess it's not really a boss, but there's a encounter at the end. And there's a couple encounters with the, is it the, oh, the bloater? Whatever the guy is that runs through the walls, there's oh, several... Yeah, yeah. Uh, encounters where they intentionally put you in this room where like all the walls are destructible <laughs> yeah. and you have to fight this guy like in the arcade too with Ellie 
Yeah, that was a cool part, too. So fucking cool. And yeah. he's just busting through walls. So smart. So yeah. well done. And, and you, when that happened, like, I didn't expect it, right? You know? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to go around these arcade machines, and it just, like, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. through them. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, oh, okay, then. It's like, right. oh, you can do that. <laughs> that so well done. I, yeah. I love every survival horror section of this game so much. Yeah. 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 I did a really good job. And um, I think it does a great job of like making you feel like you're so close to getting to the next area, like the arcade part, right? Like you're going through the water in the boat, you're getting through these buildings. You're like, oh, great. I have to open this other gate so I can get to the aquarium, like mm-hmm. getting through. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I fell into this yeah. <laughs> floor and there's all these clickers and I mean it it, it just it, it really kind of cemented that feeling of like walking through or marching through like mud to get to your goal and it it just really I don't know like it, it, I don't feel like any game has ever really made me suffer and struggle to get to the end as much as this game has in a way that like I enjoyed it and appreciated it. And by the end of it, I was just so emotionally like almost like exhausted from it. But at the same time, just like so happy with the game. You mentioned falling through the floor, which is on my list of complaints where so often in this game, do you fall through the floor because it's some narrative moment? Like, Oh, they're fighting. And then they fall through the floor. Uh, It happens it happens with Ellie and Abby when they fight in the, in the theater. Yeah. It happens in that arcade section. It happens right before that that Abby fight where uh, you're fighting the big dude, the big Seraphite dude. You fall off the pier. There's just a lot of falling through the floor. It happens with the boss fight at the bottom of the hospital. It's kind of like every two hours you fall through the floor and it gets a little, to me, playing through it again, I'm like, there's way too much of this shit. Yeah. You gotta think of a better narrative way to get me to where I need to be or get me out of this chokehold that isn't the floor collapses. At least put, it, out, a lot. put a flyer up somewhere that tells you that the termites are really bad and that's why yeah. the flooring is weak, collapsing weak everywhere. Floor here. Yeah, weak floor in most buildings. It was, watch out. It was this game's like ride on a pallet that to me, like <laughs> I don't need them, any more pallets. This is dumb. And this, this game was, what if they fell to the floor? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's it's Seattle. It rains. Everything's weak from the rain. The real enemy yeah, is guess. the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's enough to where I wrote it down in my like short list of complaints. Like, this fucking floor shit's dumb. I, I didn't think <laughs> about that very much, but once once you did point it out, I realized... Go back you through do, the game you again. You through the floor it, There's a lot. lot. Yeah. There's a lot. It's, it's constant. And generally... Yeah, fall through the floor, through breaking the floor. through a vent... Like, when you fall through the floor, it generally leads to either clickers or, like, oh, you're already fighting somebody. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of times where, like, oh, no, I've been grabbed by X, and now I'm going to die. Oh, no, the floor collapsed. Mr. X. No, really? Mr. X, there we go. <laughs> we don't need to do that every hour. The long-ass game, the fact that it happens probably ten times is too many times. Yeah. I, want, I want more hole-falling DLC. Like, come on. <laughs> hole-falling DLC. It's like Dig Dug. It, it just happens in the in the open Seattle area on the ground. It just holds. Like, oh, <laughs> these sinkholes. Oh, It'd be man. like the pitfalls in Animal Crossing. You have to like yeah. mash A to get out. Are we gonna? Are we about to? Um, are we about to pivot into story? Um, no. Let me see. I don't I feel like 
I feel like I have some more to talk. Okay, about. well, once we do, let let me know because I that I think that's where I should ask these questions because I think it'll be a good okay. way to kind of start up the conversation about the story, and then we can kind of like start kind of I don't know like rolling off after that. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe let's go into kind of the set piece moments more because I think this game is chock full of them, especially Abby's section. Uh-huh. I feel like every hour there's some incredible moment and the one that stands out to me is the seraphite village on fire mm-hmm. yeah which was pretty, was sweet really fun was mind-boggling i i it's so cool and there's a lot of it that's kind of especially when the two factions are fighting you have to kind of sneak by both of them there's a lot of uh enemies that aren't really paying attention to you intentionally and behind the scenes kind of video game bullshit but then um, you can make them pay attention to yeah. you, either but, on accident really cool. or by choice. They did uh, such a good job with it. There's a, there's seems like if you really pay attention, when you jump over certain obstacles through it, you'll notice people. Like I noticed the guy disappear, <laughs> just straight <up> disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'm on to the next section because that guy's gone. <laughs> but <laughs> He's a ghost. It's, it's so cool, especially to ride the horse through it. It's a standout moment to me. Yeah, yeah. huge, huge like cinematic set pieces like that. You know. I really like the the part at the beginning with Abby when you're crawling through the fence and they're all all the infected are grabbing, trying to oh, grab yeah. you, and then you know that's when Joel gets you, like in in the car with Jesse. Yes. Like all those all those cinematic sequences. Oh, the one I, with I uh, love. In the the subway with with Dina running away. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was that nuts. Was so good. Yeah, those moments were actually really fun, and the music that plays during those moments is probably. One of my favorites, as well as the music that you hear when um, the Seraphites start popping up. Uh-huh. I feel like their their music when you're like still still like uh, hidden, but you hear them or they're battling the WLF. Like the music for them, I felt like was my favorite and gave me almost like chills because I was like, oh fuck, the Seraphites are. <laughs> they're here they're yeah here. they've made the, it the the dynamic music that this game has works really well yeah when you're going in and out of combat and going in and out of combat with certain factions or clickers or whoever it is like you could tell just based on the music yeah really good um how do you guys feel about the seraphites i i think they're my least favorite enemy to fight um yeah i think they were my least favorite to fight but i think i i like their style i guess like i i like mm-hmm. i like their addition to the game and i think uh i don't know they 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 kind of like the village was really cool to kind of see and and see how like they how different they are compared to like wlf and more militarized kind of look of that and even how different they are from like jackson it's they're more like, um, I guess, more wilderness and, you know, more based on nature and handcrafting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so that that part was really cool. I, I do like, I, I guess the only part I didn't like about fighting them was when you'd get an arrow stuck in your arm and then you're like trying to get it out. <laughs> Just bleed out. Yeah. But I loved, I loved hiding in like the more jungle looking area. Yeah. And but yeah, the park. The whistling, when they would whistle. And the other one would respond like that shit was awesome. Like like that gameplay, like the the area from like the gameplay demo that they had a while back, where uh-huh. you're encountering the uh, Seraphites. Yep. Um, playing through that, you know, as as Ellie, like 
I, I I thought it was really cool to get in that little parking garage and have to sneak around cars and like, you know, stealth kill these people and and then hearing them whistle and having no response. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that part yeah. was awesome. It, it just actively utilizing their whistles too, like. You hear a whistle, like, okay, how close is the other one? Yeah. And they whistle, and you're just like, all right, I got it. Like, I know where That's I can cool. go now. And, like, you um, you know when one whistles and they don't hear a response, they're going to say something, and they do. That's like, I didn't get a response or something like that. Like, it was it was really cool. It's like, like oh, shit, we got to go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's whistling. Laura. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, that part on was my really second weird. playthrough, I noticed them saying names more. I feel like they started saying them on my second playthrough. <laughs> oh, man. No, they were they were saying it all during. I the, know they were there, but I, I guess I was more stealthy the first time. Fair enough. Yeah, they 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 do the names a lot. Um, you, like you mentioned, the factions. That's one of the things I really like about this game is the expanded world building that it has. Because mm-hmm. you know we're introduced to the wolves, we're introduced to the Seraphites, and we slowly get more pieces of their stories as we go along. You know, you with the wolves, you find out that they took this stadium in Seattle. And they turned it into this functioning society. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's really cool. And like, oh, the Seraphites, you know. And like, what are they? They're natural, like, or, you know, they, they don't believe in all this, like, mechanical and technological stuff. And, you know, Lev was talking about how he was going to be used as, like, basically a just a just a woman to produce babies, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, like, I, you know, I'm learning about these. And. I have so many more questions that I want to know more about them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we went past just the fireflies. We have the wolves and we have the seraphites. It's like, ah, oh, tell me more. Like, I want to know the history of all these factions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I just... I, no, I, that was I, thought it was, I thought it was going to be like, oh, there's the wolves and the seraphites. This is going to be too much. But, you know, with the, the fireflies kind of in the background, you know, they took the focus and it was really cool to learn more and experience them trying to think if there's anything else uh oh i really liked uh this game does a much better job of having companions with you uh not constantly and then when they are there they're amazing which is yeah uh, lev primarily uh, love lev who is just the best character in the game <laughs> yeah probably. definitely uh, definitely and yara i love yara too um that was great. The first game it was one of my big critiques was you're just with people constantly and they're babysitting you the whole time. Uh, this game really lets you free. And even when you are with someone, it's like Jesse, but it's only for like an hour and they kind of do their own thing. It, it doesn't, it didn't feel held back or restricted because you were with these other people. They felt like they should be there. Um, and they were actively helping gameplay wise and narratively to get you wherever you were trying to go. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, there was there was a, a lot of that. times where that side companion character would warn me about like a oh, mine yeah. or an enemy. I'm like, oh shit! Like I didn't even hear or see them at all. Like, like, on your right, in that house. Like, oh shit! Yeah, like oh, <laughs> it's like he's got a shotgun. Oh god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, <laughs> nice. I guess I'll pay attention then. Yeah, hope he doesn't shoot me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was good. I actually had um. What's his name? Manny. I had Manny get seen by the AI, and it seemed like a canned moment that can happen, uh-huh. um, where he got seen, and then I had to shoot a bunch of people in the train yard, and then 
it was like, what ha- what happened? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, I just messed up. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It's okay. Like, it was it was pretty fun. Manny Manny's a character I want to explore more. Like, I wish we we got more of him. Yeah, because he, you know, when he when he's like, I just want to go home and get a beer and watch anime. I was like, fuck yeah, like yeah. Like, yeah. That, that line. <laughs> The second time through, he just said watch movies for me. He didn't say anime? No, he didn't say anime because I was waiting he, for it because it was funny. Did he make the, the Mononoke reference? No, I didn't even know that. What's that? Oh, he makes a reference to Princess Mononoke. He's like, oh, that one anime with that girl that rides the wolf. Well, that's straight up Princess Mononoke. Oh, like, I think I did hear that. I just okay. didn't Yeah, what going on. <laughs> I thought that was cool. That's, like, that's a really like, vague. Hey. I would not describe that movie as the one where she rides it, but you are right. It, it is a thing, yeah. Right. Uh, that actually, to bring up AI people, is the beginning of Abby's campaign, the first couple hours, I think is the worst part of the game. Yeah, um, I had that complaint too. It's really cool, like world building, but mm-hmm. man, is it slow. There's like one really cool set piece where I get to shoot horses in the head on accident. <laughs> Sorry, horses. Um Kill all but, the animals in this game. Yeah, fuck animals. I saw a cat actually yesterday. And I was like, "What the fuck did this thing come from? Uh, what is that thing? <laughs> why is it sneaking around?" <laughs> yeah. It, it animated all weird too. <laughs> Maybe it was a raccoon. I don't know. It just oh. scampered by me. Um, but that that part dude, is like until you leave with Manny, it's a slog to get through. Even the first time through, it's like, all right, this is a lot of walking and not a lot of interesting right. stuff it's more interesting the second time because you know where it's going know, yeah yeah a little bit but it's still very very slow and it, i think it has some it of the is. worst sections it's some of the most linear least interesting parts of the game really well uh, the problem is is because you're coming off that high of that climax moment with ellie yeah. and abby and you know you see jesse get shot and tommy's there and then it just like that happens. Then it just goes into this Abbey section. You're just like, what? What's happening? Let's like, what's going on? And you know, then it's it's slow. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah, that's <laughs> There's so the, many the questions. One, the one pacing issue. Yeah. And it does have AI people that are there to babysit you. And yeah. that's <laughs> part of the problem. Yeah. So it almost yeah, like it's it. Crazy. It's almost like it tries to remind you to be pissed off at Abby when you're like still already pissed off at her for what she did to Joel, and then it's like, all right, now you get to play as her. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to play as her. I hate her. What the fuck? Now I don't want to do this. That's interesting. Maybe this gets more into the story stuff, but I didn't hate Abby at any point, like narratively. I get it. Um, you know, like, I think Joel. I think I did, did because. I you know the game wanted me to and so I did. Yeah, I I could see that. I like I it, definitely it, like it got me. Her. You know, I, I, you know I I just played The Last of Us Part One where the story is all Joel and Ellie and you know I what Abby did to Joel. Of course I hate her. Like ugh. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't hate her for that. I was sad that that happened. Right. As opposed to like blaming her because I get even before you find out why she did it uh-huh. i get it like even if i that wasn't the reason like this guy is not a good guy for so many different reasons it's true and we live in this world that they clearly wanted him for something like this dude this was just your life catching up with you right it was, and it sucks but it was inevitable it was something that 
just happens in this world. You know, yeah. People die, you lose people. And he was not innocent. If anyone's innocent, it's not him. Yeah, right. We we all like him because, you know, we, we grew to play his story. and But, you know, was he a good person? Not really. Not particularly. He had good, he had good traits, but... He's a good else. person, but to the people that he wants to be a good person to. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a product, <laughs> product of his environment. And... He's a smuggler, you know, so he's <sighs> in a way kind of like Han Solo. Is Han Solo a good person? Yeah. No, uh, he's just what? annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, more mine went. You're, the you're biased, Joel, because you share his name. No. Yeah, we're not you, talking about you. you. No, yeah, I actually can't, can't like talk to you about that. <laughs> no, like I, I, you know, I think for me, like as a Joel, I really like <laughs> as a Joel. All right. When I when I did come out of like the Last of Us originally, when I came out of the Last of Us originally, I did really like. I I felt like oh yeah, I would have done that too. Like he sees her as his, like, that's his daughter. Like he didn't want her to die. And almost like he didn't trust that these people were 100%, you know, yeah. going to cure. Like what if they didn't? And then he just sacrificed her for no reason. So I was seeing it from that point of view. And then, you know, for years after that, I'd heard, you know, Greg Miller constantly talk about how Joel is the bad guy. Like I am the bad guy in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't give I me that choice that at the end. And I, I, I never felt game. like he was, the bad guy, a... but I felt like he had the, you know, he watched his daughter die in his arms, and I felt like he didn't want to almost deliver death to another person that he felt like was his daughter, someone he was caring for. Yeah. And yeah. so... That was the, the obvious morality. choice. And, and, yeah. and I don't, and maybe it would have been different had they told him right away, like, hey, from the beginning, like, just so you know, like, don't grow attached to her, because when you deliver her, like, she's gonna be sacrificed for the cure, whatever, like... Maybe things would have been different, but, like, you don't know that. And then when you do find that out, like, it, it's almost like you feel like him. Like, you're in shock. Like, you're like, no, you can't do that. Like, what the fuck? And so, I, yeah. So, like, I remember getting to that point and thinking, oh, well, then I have to get take her back. Yeah. Like, I'm not letting you do this. There was no other, there was no thought in my mind of, oh, that sucks. Too bad. It was like, no, we're getting you and we're getting you out of here. It just only starts to break down narratively as to why they started this operation like two hours after she arrived, but yeah. whatever. Or like, oh, if we give you more time, can you guys figure out how to not kill her and cure everybody or no? Like, <laughs> you know, like no, there was... Maybe not. <laughs> because by that time, I think he felt more like, oh, I have no choice but to give her up. Like, these people are not going to let me leave with her. Like, and then that's when I think he had to realize, like, I have to kill these people, everybody, so that they don't come after us. And, mm-hmm. but, yeah, like, you know, I definitely hated Abby up until, like, a certain point where, as you're playing as her, you realize, like, I, I get, I get her beef with Joel, and I get, you know, now I'm seeing her side, I'm seeing her people, I'm getting to know them, she does have, you know, she's not this, like, Re- like yes she's driven by revenge kind of like how ellie is at that time but she's not just that like she has these relationships and these friendships but i think kind of uh maybe she's more similar to joel where like a lot of that stuff is is like suffered because of her well not joel but ellie like because it's all suffered by the fact that she just wants revenge yeah oh and she's living she's living the after which i think is the most interesting part where she did get her revenge and now she feels ostracized and different yeah 
even within within herself, like that I did this. Uh, I, I think that was a nice way to to show like the one side with Ellie, and then the after the potential after you get revenge, where it's not better. It's it still sucks. It's still a thing you got to deal with, and and she uses that through seeing um, Yara and Lev as a way to be better and, and, you know, better herself and better her life, not through killing, but through saving, which is, which is really cool. And I wish they kind of did more of that with Ellie in a way, but she's on the other side of the, the journey. Yeah. That playing as Abby is the best part of this game. Yeah. Her, I would agree. Yeah. Her gameplay and just, the the revelation of her story in contrast to Ellie's is just it's so much better when you get, of... when you get to Lev and Yara oh, and you yeah. get in that turning point for Abby and her character and the story and the narrative and everything is like so cool to see yeah it's so cool to experience and how and how it just changes everything after and how Lev is this major character now in Abby's life and you know up like it you know if this was before Joel, she probably would have killed Lev and Yara or just let them die or whatever and like wouldn't even bother of saving them. You know, she right. she or changed help coming completely. back for them. Yeah. yeah, coming back for them especially. I I think part of the well, part of the reason why I think her section works better is because Ellie's section is harmed by not knowing a lot of the reasons or backstory for Ellie and Joel's relationship. Whereas with Abby, we know everything. There's no secrets that we're uncovering out of order or anything. Sure. Like it's just pretty straightforward. So we can follow. And I, I do think withholding so much information about Ellie and Joel's relationship till the very end does hurt yeah. that first half of the game to me. Okay. Yeah. I can see that like, especially bit. when it's like 12 hours removed yeah i'm like i don't even remember and i played it in like four days i don't remember man there's a lot this is a big game yeah yeah there's a lot of like posts like main story stuff that really uh reveals a lot about ellie and joel and it's really cool to see you're just like oh yeah oh and even the stuff like in the middle of her sections where it'd be the museum trip or uh, I love her the going to part. the museum is fantastic. Going to uh, the hospital and having the confrontation with Joel or even going to the hotel, which was incredible uh-huh. survival horror part. Um, those moments added so much context and flavor to the, the Ellie portion, but they're in the middle or at the end of that portion. So I don't get to experience it as I feel like I should. That's why I wanted to do the second playthrough was to watch uh-huh. all those cutscenes, knowing this is how she's feeling more accurately. Yeah. Right. And do you think playing that second playthrough, having that extra information improves that gameplay and that story for it, Ellie? It, it does, but I still have a lot of issues with it. Sure. Um, but maybe we can get into that. Joel, I know you had a bunch of questions. Uh, yeah, to we ask us. We covered the uh, the Abby part because I was going to say, like, okay. do you feel like playing as Abby was the right story to tell for this for this game? It, oh 100%. yeah, yeah, 100%. definitely. So um, next one I thought would would be a good one to talk about is what moment I want, I want more Abby. Sorry, I just want more Abby. So yeah, bad. <laughs> I agree. I, I want the Firefly journey. Like so more, yeah, more into Abby and Lev than anyone else. 
Yeah. So I do have a question about that, but it's it's a little bit later. Um, right. Go ahead. What moment disturbed you or made you the most uncomfortable? Um, huh. So it sounds like a violence question. I yeah, would say attacking me. No, it, it could be it could be either like the violence or like what part of the game made you the most uncomfortable as far as like as a player or even just as like exp- or as a person experiencing the game. Like it could it, it, it could be either or. I know. Okay, this is something well, I wanted to talk about. So okay, that kind of jumps into it I'm just write quickly. Mine down so I don't forget. Sure. <laughs> the a point in the game. So there's a lot of, I guess you could call them jump scares in this game. And there was a part that blew my mind when it happened and it affected me for the rest of the game was when you're in that, in the building, just as Ellie and you go to the workbench and you start to like work on something and you hear these footsteps coming up to you and I could just (laughs) feel my eyes like and (laughs) widening. I'm like, what the fuck? And then they just grab you and it scared the living like crap out of me like i like it made me jump scare so bad that i had like a slight headache for a bit <laughs> like it got me so good and just hearing that like oh shit i can't do anything like, yeah and then ever since then i was always paranoid to be like distracted by something like a safe or another workbench or focused on like crafting something because i you know something's gonna pop up and come at me and i can't do anything to break away my focus focus from you know fucking with my bag or crafting something or whatever oh man that that was was cool such a crazy moment for me yeah there's a moment um cracking a safe on the boat with abby where like there's a bunch of people clickers behind me making noises and i'm like i'm really hoping they don't see me up in the safe (laughs) yeah yeah, that was a great moment. And on the second playthrough, like that's a canned thing that's going to happen every time right. if you if you open that workbench. If you don't, I don't think they come out. They might be right. hiding in the basement, but I forgot to look. Um, but I put two trap mines down, and then I lo- activated the workbench, and those those fuckers blow up good. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> like the the guy, he comes and grabs you, right? But he didn't come and grab me because he was blown up. So right. it was like <laughs> once it blew up, I I backed out and then i had to kill like two people oh so it didn't even activate like the footsteps and the grabbing cinematic it might have it... activated the the footprints but i put them far enough away to where i think they come out of that room they they were they oh, were man. yeah they weren't they weren't doing too good i think about that moment a lot <laughs> that just was cause, good just because it was so out of the blue and they you know they just executed it perfectly did you um there's a gas station and there's a workbench in that gas station. Did you have a similar moment there? Because I started using it and then like I started hearing people talking in the distance and I backed out of it as quickly as I could <laughs> and then they were in the gas station. I was like, fuck, oh, fuck. dude. Yeah, that was... I, I don't recall it, no. No, yeah, that can happen. <laughs> and that's yeah. not, okay. And that's also an area, going back to gameplay real quick, where you can trigger the infected to fight them and distract them. Which uh. I, I love that. Yeah, those those moments when you can sick them on each other, really cool. So good. Then there's that, like a couple of the other jump scares that like got me was you know when when the horse blows up with you and Dina on it. Yes. Oh you know, yeah. That you're was just good. talking about coffee and then just boom out that of fucking nowhere. That was literally the moment I was playing the game and I was thinking nothing crazy's happened. Nothing that. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like this is pretty. This is. Oh shit. 
This is easy going. I remember, I remember you messaging me, and I, that was when that happened. Like, I, I could just tell by the message that's, that's right? what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when the arrow, when you get hit by the Seraphite, that arrow, yes. that made me, whoa. <laughs> Fuck, that was scary. Yeah. yeah, That was really good. Ooh. That was I one of my favorite moments. moments. Um, so, so the two I wrote down, as far as uncomfortable moments, uh, I think one of the more uncomfortable moments is watching Yara's arm get hammered yeah. to pieces. Oh my god. Which is, I know it was in that trailer, but I hadn't watched that trailer in two years. Um. It's so I forgot brutal, it was even yeah. a thing. Ooh. Yeah, and it's still so brutal. And then she's fighting with it, and she's got this, like, arm, and her arm gets amputated. Like, that whole story with it is just, ugh. Yeah. And it's all red. Like, when she takes the, the what is it, shirt or whatever off of it, and it's all red. Yeah. Oh, no. Ugh. Yeah, like, that arm's fucked. Um, the other main uncomfortable moments, which I'm sure will be no surprise, are the the two fights with Abby and Ellie. Yeah. Um yeah. where I don't really want to beat the shit out of Ellie and I don't really want to slice up Abby and it's not <laughs> like I stopped playing or, or or you know like I held back but it was like I don't really want to do this. I don't really yeah. like this. Yeah, <laughs> this I had a I had a I tough want. time in that last fight like I don't want to stab her. <laughs> She's just <laughs> giving me her forearms and shit. I don't want to I don't want to do this. Yeah. It it was well done, yeah. but it was kind of tough to do. Yeah, right. You didn't know what was going to happen. That was the thing in the theater where, like, is does the game end after this point? Does do they die? Like, what happens? And it's right. Ugh, you you kind of think that it was like I was so glad. I'm so glad I wasn't spoiled. That you know, there's a whole part of Abby that you play, and I thought just because of lengthwise, you know, the first one was. That's like how, where the first game would end. Like that was it. That was that would be the full length. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, this is it. Like I did pretty well. Oh shit! What I'm playing as Abby. What? <laughs> yeah. That moment when they're when they're fighting in the theater and it's the L. You know, you're playing as as Abby fighting Ellie, and um, she grabs Dina and is about to like slice her throat. Uh-huh. and uh lev stops you and at that moment i i was like oh my god like i thought she i thought she was gonna actually kill her and then that was gonna lead to maybe the rest of the game playing as ellie and that was gonna be like it like you're out for revenge or whatever like so at that moment i started really like kind of backing off the controller a little bit and like getting ready to <laughs> i don't know cringe or something um that was probably one of the moments where i was getting really like not like like I was getting uncomfortable with like the situation. Like I just felt really tense watching yeah. it. Like oh fuck, what's gonna happen? Like like Ellie already got the shit beat out of her to where her nose is just like a fountain of blood all over the place. She's holding it and running away. Like oh man, it just looks so bad. What do you think of that fight as a fight? Like as a mechanically hiding and that was so annoying. Yeah, I didn't really. Like, I hated that. When, you, when you were Abby hiding from yeah, Ellie, when you're Abby. Yeah. It it didn't feel. It was it was weird because like, that's not how Ellie would fight. I, I don't know. It was, I it think was she odd fought like that because she was hurt. But, yeah, and she knew she couldn't take this person in a fight. Like it was very clear after they fell to the fucking floor <laughs> that that they like I can't take this woman. I have to hide and get sneak shots on her because. Yeah. No, there's no way I'm fighting this ox of a person hand to hand. Uh no. 
but I, I did not enjoy that as a as a boss fight. It's it's a really cool idea, but I don't think it's fun. And maybe it shouldn't be fun, but it also shouldn't be annoying. And right. it was more should annoying. It, should it be a chore? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a neat idea though, where there's like chains and you can knock the chains, and she's like, "Oh shit, she's gonna yeah. see." <laughs> and then she like starts putting down uh, trap mines or whatever, and Abby's like, "What the fuck is she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what's this bitch up to? <laughs> was, that was cool, but no. I'm, I don't need a boss fight like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, next one I have is... I guess I guess we already kind of said it, but did you prefer to play as Abby or as Ellie? After, yeah, after that playthrough, it was definitely Abby. I, yeah, I prefer some of Ellie's weapons, but I think... The Abbey sections are overall more fun, maybe? I think so. I think Definitely I enjoyed... Um, it, it, it's pretty close to even, but I think for me what really kind of tipped it towards Ellie's favor was Santa Barbara. I agree. That, that's why I'm hesitant to say yeah. it, because I really did love I Santa loved Barbara Santa Barbara. Yeah, like that area, and then like... Just the bow... To me, the bow and arrow combo over like the crossbow I did like a lot more I did use that sure. a lot for stealth and then I, I like the uh, I think it was like the silenced uh, submachine gun rifle yeah that was pretty cool um, <laughs> but I did I did really enjoy playing as Ellie in Santa Barbara especially when you get up to the mansion to like you know look for Abby and you're in that final area and you're like releasing the the clickers to distract everybody else as you're like running around trying to like kill these guys. Um, I really, I really enjoyed that part of the game. It was, it, it's just so different from like a rainy Seattle area mm-hmm. or like a forest or whatever. It was just this bright, sunny beach area. Yeah. The deserty kind of beach yeah. environment was such a nice change of pace. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. But I, I like, I really liked the Seattle area just because it was cool. Like story wise, like overall story because it was Seattle, like half underwater. You know, they, yeah, that's, it was it really, was really cool, cool just to see. I loved going through Seattle in the boat as Ellie. And especially with, there's like a moment where you get to, it's like very shallow water, but you're fighting some of the Seraphites before you have to go through the building to kind of uh-huh. get to the backwater area. Um, that encounter, I was kind of like, oh, this is actually pretty cool because, like, I just got out of this crazy <laughs> rafting area in this boat, and now I'm in this, like, little shallow <laughs> pond fighting the Seraphites, and then once I get out of here, then you get to, like, that more um, headway to um, the aquarium where it's just, like, this crazy-ass storm, um, which was also really nuts, that moment. Um, but, yeah, it's... Ugh, man, this game is just so... so damn good. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot to a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot in here. A lot to love about this game. All right, what other questions you got? Um So What is your favorite color? By by the end, nope. um how do you feel about, yellow, ah. How do you feel about Ellie's um redemption? Do you feel like she got redemption? Do you feel like she gave hmm. up redemption because she wasn't liking who she was becoming? How do you feel about Ellie overall by the end. Redemption. In terms of redemption, I gotta think for a second. Okay. Um I I think for me, like the way I saw it, the reason why she didn't finish off Abby at the end there. Cause I was fully expecting Lev to maybe yell or say something or arrow Ellie in the head or something like that. <laughs> um 
How that, could she do that? She was he was attached. You to never know. <laughs> it's a video game. The Atreus from God of War it's fly out of nowhere. Um, um, Press triangle for arrow. <laughs> I, I know. It, it seemed like she could see it, like almost like she was seeing an image of herself in the water as she was trying to drown Abby, and almost like she was looking at herself, right, and realizing like I've like. This person has clearly lost everything. This person I'm trying to drown right here. All she has is this other person in the boat. Yeah. And all I have is my three fingers on this hand and possibly a chance to go home and try to, you know, figure shit out with Dina. So I think that's why maybe at that moment she realized, like, this, like, what am I doing? There's no point to even finishing this because we're both already... We're both even, essentially. Like, we're both the same person. We're both left with this, almost the same amount of stuff here. Like, we both have had a redemption. It's just us left over. Everybody got mad that she didn't kill her. I'm like, but if you played the game, you don't want her to kill Abby. You don't, no, you don't even shouldn't. want Ellie to go to Santa Barbara, but thank God she did. It's just like, that. I felt, I I felt like she had her redemption already, and I don't think she needed any more of it. I think Abby gets redemption or redeems herself, I guess I should say. Yeah. But Ellie does not. Ellie is unresolved and still, uh, for, to, for, eh, for her to have any sort of redemption, we have to see her mend some of the, the wrongs. Right. She's, she's wrought and, and it does not end with that. So maybe she is on that path back to Jackson, but we do not see that. And I don't think even her sparing Abby it is more of a moment of clarity and there's that flashback then where uh, it goes and you finally see the end scene that last thing she says to Joel where she's going to try and forgive him yeah for oh, so good that was taking so good. away her oh, her fuck. purpose uh which i feel like adds way too much context to the entire fucking game to be revealed 30 hours in but whatever uh i i think that moment where she sees that that flash in her mind of of Joel not being dead or dying or getting killed but she sees this person in the water drowning at the end of her rope and she still picked the fight she wanted the fight she does the fight she wins the fight and then sees joel and and remembers like yeah i'm gonna try and forgive you and it's like i'm gonna try and forgive yeah i'm gonna try and and be better and that's that's what this is at the very last try and forgive abby almost abby to an extent and yeah. herself even yeah definitely you know killing abby will just bring more pain to more people especially lev laying there in the boat yeah like you know i'm, Best I'm sure love. yeah i'm sure that <laughs> had a big that definitely had an impact on that choice too and i i think that works so well the ending works incredibly well for me um i have other issues yeah i, yeah, I was really my, worried that the game, like when I realized that I was playing as Abby, and it was like Seattle Day One, I was like, okay, so we're going to like lead up to that <laughs> climax point, right? We're going to be here a while, and then I'm going to get up to that point with Abby and uh, Ellie in the theater. And it, I thought, oh, they're going to make me choose, aren't they? And I was like, no, they can't do that because mm-hmm. this isn't a game of like where I make the choices. Like everything's everything's set already. And I was yeah. like, but they're going to do that. I was like, no, they can't do that. That would be fucked up. That would be, be <laughs> Mass Effect 3 all over entire... again. <laughs> yeah. But 
that's one of the things that's really awesome about this game is that, you know, after I beat it, I, like I was having a big discussion with Ben and like a couple other friends. Like one, I was texting someone and it was like just these huge paragraphs of talking about the story and interpretations kind of of the different moments. And like what other game has I really done that with? None. Like it's it's so intricate and it's so much bigger than just simply just playing the game, mm-hmm. you know. And it's wild too because you could sum up this game in like a paragraph easily, but, but there's it wouldn't give it so, justice. Yeah, but you can sum up the plot points, and that would you would look at it and go, "That's the Last of Us too." Yep, checks out. But right? there's so yeah. much else going yeah. on. Right, there's so much more to the yeah to the pie, chicken pot mm, pie. Pizza pie. Bye. Mario's back. Uh, oh no! Oh no! My pizza! I can't. I, for being an Italian, I should be able to do an Italian accent better. <laughs> now you gotta practice. You got I gotta. I'll go back to New York and listen to my aunts and uncles. There you go. There you go. Go from right, one, Joel, you have any more one quarantine zone to another. Um, yeah, right. I don't have any more questions. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll go into my complaints about the story. Um, Good, which are partially unfounded, I suppose, because I know I'm more on the minority with this. I think um, minority, minority. I don't uh, like. I agree with Ellie going on this revenge mission. I think that makes sense. Um, but I never, and and the problem with her whole story is that it's told out of order, and it's hard to parse without going, okay, that happened, and then that happened, and then, and then I'm playing, you know? You got to do a lot of mental remindering just because it's so out of order. Um, but I never, at any point, Seattle days, I never see her as this person out for revenge. Uh, I never see her uh, making these choices that are like, Ellie, you've gone too far. Uh, like, rein it in. Um, everyone else, like everyone that goes there seems to almost actively encourage her, but none of them or in each other rather. Um, and none of them really seem like they all underneath the surface are kind of going, this isn't smart. We shouldn't do this. All of them, even Ellie, but none of them vocalize that. And they're just kind of like, well, this is the thing we should do. And no one's saying otherwise, because we're all hiding our true feelings so we're just going to Seattle and I never get the point where Ellie is out of control on this bloodlust rampage for revenge. I just, all the cutscenes portray her as someone who is deeply troubled and does not want to do this. And yet she keeps doing it, but I don't see any reason for her to do it because every other character is telling her, Hey, I'm pregnant. We should leave. Hey, I'm Jesse. We should leave. Hey, Tommy's here. We should probably just get him and leave. But she keeps going and then is so conflicted with it, but I don't get it. I don't see that from her. I don't see her wanting. She never vocalizes it as like, no, I know we shouldn't, but I have to do this. She never really says that. And I don't see it portrayed. And in fact, what I see portrayed is her torturing Nora off screen and, 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 the performances are incredible when she comes back in her arms trembling. So fucking good. But Ellie, 
I killed 50 people horribly in the street. And now you're upset because you tortured one person to get revenge. Someone who meant something to you that you wanted to kill. And now you're upset, but then you don't tell me you're upset because of that. And you don't show me, you don't show me the torture where you maybe have this real realization where it's like, I have gone too far. I'm becoming a monster. I should, I should stop. And then you get that trembling hand scene. Like we don't get that. It's all off screen and it's all implied, but it's never shown. And I don't get that. They're portraying her in such a way that I feel counters itself narratively many times and also just with the gameplay the gameplay hurts the overall story to me because of her actions in the cutscenes this making any any sense or is there any uh, yeah just a lot to, to unpack uh, i know there's a lot with it and i've been um, thinking about it a lot sure no i, I think it's the same like i mean it, this was brought up i think over like uncharted where it's like nathan drake mass murderer or something like that you know for sure no problem killing people but you know has hard time stealing treasure at the end of the game well, and or something like that i just i think the narrative would have been better served by an ellie that was uh off the rails so to speak where she is with dina and you see her like slit this wolf's throat and she's almost like yeah fucker you know and dina's like ellie let's like let's calm this down a little um, and she gets to the point where she does torture Nora and it's this brutal scene where you just watch her uh, do horrible shit and then she leaves the room and is affected by it like and looking at her hands maybe like in, hands in blood going like I really took that too far I really like what am I becoming and she ha- has to have this moment within herself of like we should just leave we, sh- we should not be here um, but then, because it even works with the narrative that's in the game where she goes with Jesse to get Tommy and they split up and Jesse's like, I'm going to go get Tommy. And, and Ellie says like, no, we're too close to the aquarium. I'm going to go there. And that would have been a great moment of, I know I shouldn't. Yeah. And I know I just had this big moment back at the hotel that I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to kill her. And then you have the moment also again in the aquarium where she kills Owen and Mel and has that reaction of like, fuck, I took it too far again. Like, God, why can't I be better? Why can't I stop this? Right? And then that will be the moment where Tommy brings her back and is like, we're, we're leaving. And they have this discussion even after that in the, in the theater where Tommy brings up like, we're going to leave and Abby's going to still be alive. Are you okay with that? And that's in the game. Like, are you okay with that? And she's like, I guess I have to be. Yeah. And you could feel that in her voice in that scene. Like, I have to be, even though you've seen her do these crazy, unexpected, bloodlust, like super revengey things. And then it would, it would pay off again on the farm where it is like, I'm presented with Abby. I have to, I have to, I'm haunted by this and I fucking have to. And I think it would, it would work better with that. Um, also one, one aside, there's moments where the enemies kind of like give up and they are pleading for their life. And this particularly, I don't think this happens with Abby, but maybe it does. But when you're Ellie and you can walk up to them and, and hit them, it would be so much more powerful to me if Ellie is in such this frenzied state where it takes control away and she just walks up and you're like, I'm not doing this and just kills this person. That would show it. That would show like this person's out of control and we got to stop her. But it, it would work well with the idea of 
I don't want to. I don't want her to go on this rampage, but I have to because I'm controlling the game. I'm making her go to this conclusion that I do not want her to go on. But I don't think they do that. Like half of the stuff I just said is not in the game and I think would improve it in what it's trying to say and what it's trying to say of like this revenge is bad. She never seems like a character that is hell bent on revenge. She just seems hurt and broken and still grieving and not not in it. She's not in it. Like if you took if you took your kid, this is the worst analogy. If you took your kid to Disney, we're like, we're going to go on Splash Mountain. And your kid's response is, all right, that's Ellie. She's like, oh, we're in Seattle. Okay. Like, she'd never. And that one scene of the reveal trailer uh, where she's like, I'm going to kill every single one of them. That anger and that level of, uh, like, confidence in mission is never vocalized in the game. It is only in that cutscene. Yeah. And if you get rid of that cutscene, which does not exist, you're, you're just, you don't have that. You don't have that. And maybe I'm asking for them to be too overt and obvious with it, but I never got the feeling from the acting that she was in it. She, that, that's what she wanted. She wanted to kill Abby, but that's why she went there, and that's why everyone let her go there. So there's it, a big disconnect with, with that for me. Yeah, it felt like she almost... Like she didn't want to do it, but she felt like... I have to do it because Joel would do it. For that's me. what I should do, or that's what Joel would do. Yeah, and then I think she, you know, because she convinced Tommy to do it, and kind of in a way guilted him into doing it because he would do that for you, and you know it. Like he would do that for any any of us. Tommy was gonna go without her, and he did. It, you know, and at she first felt guilty. At, at first, it didn't feel like that because it seemed like Maria had told him that no, you gotta stay, and 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 maybe like he was planning to go all along, and and maybe you know like. I think that he maybe did. forced her to go even more so and also be more gung-ho about like, no, I have to do this because Tommy's out there now. Like, I have to do this. Joel would do this. Like, and then, okay. but we know like, I mean, we obviously see like, that's not Ellie, even though they made it seem like that should be Ellie, <laughs> like in the trailer, you know, when, when she says like, I'm going to kill every single one of them. And then you see Tommy come back, you know, when they're on the farm and I mean, he like, now he's the one saying like, you said we were going to do this. You started this and, you know, we got to finish it. And he's the one kind of in a way guilting her to go back. And, and he knows that she probably can't like yeah. sleep. Like she's not done. She hasn't finished the job, but he's using that in a way to kind of like get her to do it because he can't do it. He physically can't. And I mean, so he's got nothing to lose because he's already lost everything. And so... I think I think that's why maybe at the end we see Ellie, you know, stop because I think she realizes like this isn't this isn't me at the end. Like I Right. But I, I don't think it's I don't think it's backed up by any of her actions. Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh and it really I know go to buy, go yeah, to go back to the uncharted kind of like you killed a bunch of people, Nathan Drake. That that scene for as much as I love that that trembling hand going back to the movie theater scene which is so good it just does not work without showing the violence or what she did to nora and with the hundred of people i just left in my wake brutally with their throat slit it does not work and you cannot have this statement on violence or or revenge or whatever and just have it it make no it doesn't fit it doesn't fit in her character that they've 
I feel like they've set up for this game. That's why I think if she went there even and uh, was like, oh, this was a mistake. Dina's pregnant. Jesse's here. We, let's just get out. Like, let's pull out. We got to get out of here. Yeah. That would make more sense. And she never feels drawn uh, to revenge. She never feels... In fact, it's like other characters that, that'll help her and point her in the right direction. But she seems lost. And I guess just going through the motions, as you're saying, which, which is interesting. But I feel like I would just stop. Like, Ellie's very capable. And I don't know. She, she speaks her mind. But she doesn't in this game. And it's, it's just, there's something off about it to me. It doesn't quite line up. Hmm. Which is also why I like Abby's portion better, because it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I think it's, it's so hard, especially when it, because it's a video game, to like, like be able to tell a story like that when you have all these, you know, so much combat in between. Right. Well, that's why you have to change it. That's, that, yeah. You can't tell that story. You you can't. You can tell that story if there's no killing. Yeah. You can't. You can't have someone. her hesitate or feel this. You know, severity of killing somebody after you've just killed a, <laughs> a ton of people. Right. Well, that that's what I'm saying. That's why if you showed this torture scene and made it so heinous that she has to r- reconcile with herself directly after the scene of like. I'm out of control. Yeah. Like, I got to stop. Like that would be a powerful moment. Even if I guess you wouldn't even have to show it. You could just kind of show her dropping a weapon and leaving and then it all on her face, like no dialogue, just I've gone too far. Yeah. I got to stop. This is not good. And then it goes into the hotel to where you realize, Oh, she's reacting to what she just become in this torture. Yeah. Not, I just killed a hundred people and the one later affected me. Like I, you can still get away with that scene if you show her doing something or allude more strongly to her doing something that crazy. And a lot of these scenes too, like, you know, Ellie and Dina would have talked, but we don't get that. We don't get any of that. We just kind of allude that maybe they know what happened or maybe they don't like it. Just this game, I think needed more, is exposition the right word? I don't know. It needed more in that. Ellie needed to be more vocal, but this whole story is her being very withdrawn. And that works, and I get that. But to make the narrative work more for me, I needed I needed more out of her. I needed to be her to be more of a participant in a lot of what was going on. we need to get Neil Druckmann here and have you <laughs> relay that to him and see what he has to say about that. <laughs> I think that'd be a really interesting conversation. Because <laughs> I, I think it, because I'm like, I, I love this game and I love Ellie and I love Joel and I love all these characters. Not the Joel in the podcast, but the Joel in the game. Yeah. Love him. I don't know about this other guy. It's too uh, far. And I do like, I like all of what's going on. It just, there's, it just something really off about it. Um, Cause you go back to Ellie being this rambunctious kid and I guess she's a kid. So now she's older, but she's so withdrawn and at no point, at no point does she raise her voice in like, fuck Abby, we're going to do this. So her mission to me feels so put upon her by everyone else as something she has to do, but she's not into it. But none of them are into it either. Like, you think Dina's really into it? Not really. Like, kind of. Only because Ellie is. No, Dina was Jesse's just sick really of Jackson. Into it? Only because of everyone else. Like, everyone is only doing this because they think everyone else thinks this is expected and want them to do, which is a cool tragedy, like a Shakespearean tragedy, but it, it just, 
like literally everyone sit down and talk for two minutes and then we'll then we can make a plan like everyone just like goes to the plan let's kill her all right well we, we jumped to that conclusion unnecessarily i mean they they just know ellie and she that she just once she sets her mind to something she'll do it so they so go fucking with be motivated in the cutscenes and show me that you want well, now you're just extending dead. the game by 10 hours. Like, you're just adding a <laughs> No, I'm talking about, like, five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, she needs to at once say, I'm going to kill Abby. Like, at the closest we get is this, where they see the pictures, and it's like, oh, that's her. Oh, this bitch really wants revenge? She seems so withdrawn and distant. Like, get some space then. Like, you need to recover from having your father brutally murdered in front of you. You need to recover it. Like, give it a little bit of time and then go on this revenge mission when you're, when you're clear. And that's something that all of her friends that are complicit... You wouldn't go on a revenge mission if it was all clear. I think you still would. I think Ellie still I would. I don't, know. I don't know if Ellie, she's so... She's so, she's so withdrawn. Still. After she learns about the Salt Lake, uh, the truth of that, it, it makes her even more withdrawn and just like, whatever. But that's the reason why she should be... Uh, on like this bloody rampage, like just fuck it, who cares? Let's go. That's right. what I. She was. That's withdrawn. what I She didn't have a choice in that matter, and she does have a choice with this one, and so she's gonna go all hell. I mean, she's yeah. gonna go all revenge on. And maybe I was like, I'm too into like Kill Bill. Like I want that <laughs> revenge mission. Yeah. Where this is more. Oh, the plan really got fucked. Now let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> the where plan the does fuck is go. where the fuck is Ellie's pussy wagon? <laughs> I think that was the horse. Yeah, right? That's what it should have been called. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been funny. And it would have been fitting, too, just because lesbian. And Ben, I think think we mentioned this maybe earlier this week. How was it this week? Yeah. I don't know. It's all a blur. About um, this week's really long. How we really want, like, how Abby, like, at a certain point, I wish Abby would have, maybe in the theater that moment, Abby should, like, should have explained that Joel had killed her dad, right? Yeah. We do get the moment where Ellie says to Abby, like, I know why you're upset. I'm the I'm the cure. You're mad at me. Yeah. And that's like the closest That's the closest we get, but at the same time, Ellie's still clueless. <laughs> She's just like, oh. Right. Like, I mean, she thinks like, oh, it's because I ruined the Firefly mission of curing the everything, whatever. Right. And that's why I think it would have worked better at the end, because Abby, Abby knows that Joel killed her dad. And Abby knows that Ellie is the cure. Mm-hmm. So she can say, like, hey, I get it. I wanted to kill Joel because he killed my father, who was the doctor that was going to make you the cure and have. But that's like way more complicated. Yeah. Because that was originally kind of my thought of what should happen. But that's that's so much more complicated and difficult to write in a way that makes sense, because both these characters are coming from these weird angles. And what would they be even arguing about? Yeah. It, It'd be interesting, though, and they should have that conversation, and they probably should have had any conversation. I brought this up to Logan. Like, the two main characters of this game share probably five lines of dialogue in the entire game. Yeah. It's just true. weird. Um, still, still good. Still really like it. Still want to be... It allows for these conversations. It allows for a lot of yeah. talking about and interpretation and how different people see different things. I think it... I think this is that game's, or this is this game's, like, quote-unquote morality question because, you know, you look at the first game, 
and you we talked about it earlier, Joel taking Ellie like you know oh you saved one life or you know you potentially could have saved hundreds of millions, you know I would you do that I don't know I get it I understand it uh, it's kind of hard right you know that's kind of that's the point yeah the point of like the first game and we're kind of having that similar situation s- similar feeling with this part too. You know, like interpretation. What do you think? Abby's right. Do you think Ellie's right? Do you do you think Ellie actually had this revenge mission? Do you think Ellie Ellie had the passion and desire to carry out what she needed to, and whatever? Yeah. I mean, it definitely. It's the game did a really good job of challenging, like or, or like taking you out of what you expect, right? Like. Everyone expected this revenge story. You play Zelda, you kill everybody, boom, mission accomplished. And then we don't get that. We get something so, so different than what we expected, than what I expected, you know? And, like, it, it was it was really weird to, like, all of a sudden play as Abby after, the, like, once, you know, once you leave the, or the theater moment, to play as Abby then and just feeling like, Ugh! I don't want to touch my controller. I don't want to play as Abby. <laughs> I hate her, you know. And then like, you you play as her, and then you you know you meet up with Manny, and I'm like, I hate this asshole. He spit on Joel after they murdered him. Yeah. I hate this guy. And then by the end of like right near the end, before he you know eventually dies, I was just like, I fucking love that dude. And then he just dies, and you know you keep going. I'm like, no, Manny, his dad. He needs his checkup. <laughs> Was just that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, another. Did you? Oh, go ahead. Well, did you know? I mean, as soon as the sniper scene started, I was like, "This is Tommy." Oh and yeah, I love this. What was oh, it? Yeah. Pretty yeah, right away? yeah, right definitely, away. definitely. That was so cool. That was cool. Um, another another thing that kind of uh, playing as Abby, and you get to kind of get to know her dad in that beginning part when they're freeing the zebra from like the barbed wire. Sure. Um, and then, Deborah. and then when you're playing a or you're with uh Owen at the aquarium, I realized how similar <laughs> her dad, <laughs> no, not the boat, <laughs> the oh. aquarium. <laughs> um, oh. I realized I realized how close uh, or how similar Owen and Abby's dad were. Like they seemed very similar personality wise. Like, you know, he he was like very off the reservation and very like. You know, I'm here doing my own thing. I don't want to go to the training thing. Like, we're here, or back to the hospital. I'm freeing the zebra, whatever. People are looking for you, Dad. Let's go back, whatever. And then with Owen, when they're at, on the Ferris wheel, and she's talking about, we got to go back to training, and he's very much in that same way of, like, I don't want to do that. This is more fun. Let's do this. Like, it made me realize how similar they were to each other, and that's, like, that had to hurt even more to lose Owen, not only because she loved him, but, like, it's just another reminder of like her dad dying at that moment. Yep. And they do such a great job of humanizing and Abby in so many different moments. Like the scene where uh, Mel kind of gives her shit and like, Oh, you're a bad, like you're a shit person. Oh, she says you're and she's crying. Shit. Yeah. And it's, it's like, God, we needed that for Ellie. Like we needed something for Ellie. We get so much for Abby. That, and that's why I like her so much more. Like this is a full character who then has such a palpable need for revenge upon seeing Owen dead. Uh, you get it. You get it. 
I, I would love actually as a experiment, I would love for someone to play this game starting with Abby and the zebra and play all that and then play the Ellie portion and see what they thought. Oh yeah. That'd be interesting. That would be. Yeah. And it'd be cool if you could get like both games on one disc and just remix the story. <laughs> You can tell your own story. You tell Play the, it in order. You tell the story of Joel killing this girl's dad. <laughs> and then... It's a short story. You get revenge, and then suddenly his daughter is coming after you, and you're just like, oh, he killed all my friends! Like, <laughs> you can totally just flip the story around. <laughs> this, this, like, Joel and Ellie are these villains <laughs> of this game. Well, they kind of are the villains. I mean, yeah, they kind of are. <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's different when you play them the way that, you know, they were presented. But I think you could totally just kind of tell the story in one way and be like, oh, yeah, these these people are assholes. They were trying to cure this disease. They're trying to save the world from this yeah. pandemic. And this asshole just annihilated everybody. It's not even his kid. <laughs> right. You just, you just edit it to fit your own agenda. Like that one guy that edited uh, Toy Story 3 and changed the ending for his mom to where it's the scene where the, all the toys just get burned up in the incinerator what? and then the credits roll because he edited it for his mom. Oh, that's she so like good. freaks out. She's like, it can't end that way. Oh, it's, like, it's so good. Um, So once you once you beat the game, at the end you get that different cutscene and it's the uh, it's like the beach and it's sunny and it's Catalina Island in the background. Um, Ooh, I love you, that dressing. Do you do you think they could make a part three all centered around Abby and, well, or maybe in a similar way where like where you have two parts like of the rest of Abby and and Lev's story, but also maybe like Ellie getting forgiveness, or maybe she doesn't go straight to Dina. Maybe she does something else. I like. I think they should just do like Lost Legacy, it with Abby and Lev in. Not even touch Ellie's story. Okay. I think Ellie's story is done. I agree. Yeah, I think I think I like the way they left it. It's not exactly telling you what she's doing, but it kind of gives you this feeling of like I think she's finally like gonna look for her like place where she belongs. Right. You know, there was a lot of people saying before this game came out that you know, we don't need more of the story. Like, you know, it's it's fine just the end of the first one standalone. Yeah. And I think if there was, like, going to be another part with Ellie, then you're really stretching it out. You're really stretching that story of her. I think, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a couple ways you could go about this in terms of getting more Ellie context. It'd be interesting to play as other people, maybe, like, 10 years later, and you, you're just going across country and then you come to Jackson and maybe not even realize that's what it is. And you find a note that talks about them and that's any re- like all the resolution you uh, get. You just assume they're like dead that. or they left. I like, like that. That'd be, that'd be enough. Like I don't need to see Dina and Ellie. As much as I love them, I don't need to see them again. I don't need to, to see more. Right. I'd be fine with it, but I would like it to be like a 10 years later sort of thing or do the abby and lev route yeah. um and then then do it. or actually you like find ellie's journal and you could breathe that'd be it. Oh, see imagine if you played another last of us game and 10 hours and you just find a journal you're like this is ellie's journal right <laughs> and you're just like oh my god i love and the journal see, like, entries that you, ellie would make through the game 
it would be so cool if if a uh, like a zombie you fought a couple rooms before was Ellie, but you didn't notice. Oh my god, that'd be horrible! And you go back like, oh no! <laughs> and it's oh, which it like couldn't be very missable that you could find out that it's, that it was her. Like you'd have. I just to realized this. she's she's immune, so she would be fine. Right. But whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole the, point immunity, of the, game. the immunity went away as she called older. Yeah, I was uh, I was really hoping to get more <laughs> at the end of Abby and Lev because you know they're going off to Catalina Island to possibly find fireflies, and so it's kind of like, oh, what's that's so cool? What's going on there? What's the story there? Like, can are we gonna see? Like, I think yeah. I think they even asked Neil Druckmann in that um, spoiler cast or that game cast episode that if they were going to do any DLC or anything like that, and they already said they're not doing any single-player DLC. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing right. maybe a... Maybe Multiplayer like a, Catalina Island. Well, like the factions thing that... He he didn't confirm anything about that, but like there's... I mean, if they are doing something that's like, like Lost Legacy or like Left Behind, I think that would be the best route to give us more of Abby and Lev because I think, I think from what I've been hearing and seeing around the game people seem to enjoy those two characters the most especially lev like lev seems to have come out as like the one of the favorite characters in the story right. i i yep. would be i would be fine with just even if it's like another form of media a comic book or like a novel like i'll just you know just give it to me i don't even care well they have that hbo show that they're developing now. maybe maybe we'll get some <laughs> no. there no no no, because that's the first game story. I'm done with that one. I've already seen it. I've already played it. I want more. I will. I will watch that, and I will recommend that show for like my parents. Hey, watch this show. You should. You should do this because they're not gonna play this game. But Come on. They're not gonna do it. What you should do? You should just live stream <laughs> it and say that they're watching the show, but it's actually you playing the game. No, <laughs> they would know. Oh, they died. That's weird. At least they're back. Oh, strange. How'd that happen? <laughs> Are you messing with the DVR again? God dang it. <laughs> cool. Well, do you uh, guys, uh, I mean, any anything else you guys want to go over? The very end when you're on the farm with, as Ellie with Dina and JJ, hey, um, you're like, you're walking outside with JJ in your arms and you can sit on the tractor and look at the, like, the oh, entire yeah. landscape. Yeah. I sat there for like five minutes just looking at it. It was so beautiful, and it was just so relaxing after that entire game. That I was just like, oh, like catching my breath, like, Ooh. like I just, I just played through this game, this brutal game, and it's kind of relaxing and nice to have this moment. And it was just beautiful, and yeah. it kind of looked like Oregon. So, yeah, you know, I questioned the know safety. It very well. Of living on that farm, but it was great. Looks safe to me, except for those uh, sheep. Yeah, those sheep were up Fuck to no you good. Up. That damn barn. <laughs> that the PTSD sheep. <laughs> Watch out. I'll get ya. I get ya. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh Ellie's fingers missing. Yeah, actually Can't play speaking the of the fingers. It didn't seem like in that cutscene that they were bit off. Were they just bit almost off? I thought it was just one finger in the cutscene when I and first And I thought saw it was just it one too. finger too. I was like, yeah. oh, she lost a finger. Oh, no, yeah, she I lost thought, two. I thought it was I one finger. I didn't replay the entire game. I just got to Santa Barbara, so I'll finish it and I'll watch the cutscene again. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I saw her bite them, bite one off for sure, but maybe because of 
how quick it was and with you know it being like yeah, it's hard to see the yeah. maybe like the i don't know the the way they mm-hmm. had to animate it it probably just looked weird <laughs> you know like when you see someone eat, hard, eat food in like a video game and it just looks weird <laughs> same thing it, it, really ellie, ellie was just making an odd world reference with the three fingers mm, that must be what it was yeah. that was that that moment was really sad when she goes to like play the song that joel taught her or made for her and then she can't play she can't like hold the yeah key not only not only that she can't play it she can't play it for anyone else yeah dina and jj are gone yeah you know yeah. that's who she like she played take on me for dina and now she can't play at all yeah that's she could true. learn to do it lefty i guess so i mean she still has to pick the strings though when she's uh you don't need seven fingers for that to strum no, but yeah, like not just three. a strum, but so, but yeah, it depends on how you're, you know. I'm not, I don't play I, guitar, but I think, I mean, yeah, she could probably do it, but. I think three fingers is the max you're going to need to play guitar well enough. Yeah, she could finger just fine with three fingers. Yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to be I'm on my tooth. Pick. Ben, that is something you do say all the time. All the time. I've actually been needing to talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the catchphrase Charles wanted was. <laughs> Three fingers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's all you need for a good That's time. That's all you need. <laughs> for guitar, for guitar. Oh, right, right. Oof. Of course, of course. Um, Did you realize that, that um, what's the lyric? If yeah. I lost you, I'd surely lose myself. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that was a real song. Yeah. That's, uh, it's uh, Pearl, Jam. Pearl Jam, right? Pearl Jam, yeah. Never was into Pearl Jam. They brought that up on that spoiler cast episode of like that's how I learned it was yeah, real. Of like uh, how I was, how would Joel have seen this uh, or know about this song if it came out after the outbreak or whatever? And and then he was able to to back that up with like, well, they performed it yeah. live on YouTube before the outbreak. So Joel would have had said, watched it and learned the song by then. I would have just said in this alternate universe, Pearl Jam existed ten years prior. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with your dumb questions. Exactly. <laughs> Joel was in Pearl Jam. He also reiterated that online because I think so many people were bringing that shit up. He did. If you go to his Twitter account, he did post that as well. The lyrics are just way too on the nose. I love it, but it's like way too on the nose. Well, they had also performed that song, I think, uh, at that live where they did the live reading of the first game. From mm-hmm. they did a couple scenes from it, and so they carried that over. God, this game is like the score. Joel probably just so really liked that song because it really stuck with him after Sarah's death. Oh, damn. That's true. We made up better answers than he did. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Suck it, Neil. <laughs> Take that, Dr. Yeah. Uckman. Go play some Pearl Jam and Earl. That, I loved that, that <laughs> spoiler cast video that they did with, with them because they even talked about like casting Laura Bailey as Abby and how bad... Be- like, yeah, he didn't want to cast her because she's in everything. And they ended up doing it because she's just so damn good. Yeah. I mean, she, she did great. She did really good, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everyone everyone did a great job. Now we can see all the fan art of uh, Abby and Lev on like Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like, God, this looks fucking cool. <laughs> These people get it. I love fan because art. Because Nintendo, Nintendo didn't say who the ARMS character was in Smash. I was hoping it was Abby. Oh, yeah. It was big arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez suck it that's such a <laughs> she needs to be in arms too I want the crossover 
I got, I got some fan art to go make now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These like twirly I arms. <laughs> I have ideas. Oh, I can't believe I haven't seen that joke yet. It's so obvious. Just, you just gotta make it a reality. All right, fine. I'm on it. I, I can't wait. <laughs> that, that part actually cracked me up in Santa Barbara when, uh, when uh -huh. Ellie's hanging from the tree and she like gets down and tricks that one guy into getting bit by the clicker and then she shoots the other guy and he's asking about Abby and like the one giveaway is like the one with arms like an ox or something like that. Yeah. What does he say? <laughs> and her because of Ellie's reaction, he's like, oh yeah, that that's who you're looking for. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it, it, it was really interesting to see Ellie's change or not Ellie, sorry, Abby's change when you find her on that, on that pole. You know, her, her hair's cut, it's dyed. Oh, yeah. Her, she's visibly skinnier, like, you know, in the arms and everything still. I didn't even and know that was, was that was, was really her. Fucked. When I originally went up to her, I didn't know that was her because on, on a not-too-distant, like, pole, there's someone with a braid. So I was originally walking up to that one first, and then I, like, turned for a second to look at one because, I was like, oh, she has short hair. Is that Lev? And then it ended up being Abby, and I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was, it was quite the revelation. Yeah. When you first uh, see, like, the Seraphite art of their prophet, uh -huh. and she has a braid, it's this blonde woman with a braid, did you think that that could be Abby? Didn't even cross my mind. Because well, I, I, I saw that, and I was like, is that the same person? Yeah. Could she be like secretly part of them? It didn't make it, it was just weird that you made two prominent characters in this game blonde with a braid. I, and that's like their defining feature. I did not even think of that. It was I mean, it was like very quickly, oh, this is obviously not the same person. Right. But, I, I was but thinking it was that. something that crossed my mind. I was huh. thinking that and then my next thought was like, are they gonna somehow tie in that that was maybe her mom or something? Like I because you don't really hear about Abby's mom. Right. Unless I missed it, but like I was just thinking like like because she focuses on that character so much, or that those you know drawings so much, and then you don't really hear much about that character, like other than just what Lev tells you. Yeah, that's why I want to know more. I want to yeah. know more yeah. about the Seraphite's history. Yeah. Damn it. Cool. Well, All right, I think that's enough. I, yeah, I don't really have anything else other than people need to play this game. They need to stop making their assumptions based on leaks and shit and just fucking play it. Well, I, I, yeah. I, you know, everyone that wants to play it definitely played it. You know, it had those, that record 4 million players in three days or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, it's, it did well. It definitely got played by the people that really wanted to play it. That, that vocal minority was just people wanting to hate it. Yeah. I think that crossover of people that were going to play it and either canceled their pre-order or just not playing it at all is very small. I want I would assume so. I want the believers out there that have been the Sarah there the whole time <laughs> with us for Last of Us Part 2 to remember the name of the doubters. Remember all those names, all their names. So that oh, when they okay. do go back and play the game and try to say like I knew it was going to be good, I just wanted to wait for all the shit to calm down around it. <laughs> You can throw it in their face and let them know they were uh -huh. wrong. Yeah. Love throwing things in people's faces. Just do it. Yep. Do it. It feels so good. All right. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us here. Um, that was a man. There's a lot of Last of Us too. This game is awesome. Um, thanks again for listening. Of course, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us over at thegamefanatics.com or finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. Ben, Logan, thank you for hanging out, talking about Last of Us Part 2. Thank you. And uh, thank you for not spoiling Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. Well, Isle of Armor. What's there to spoil? Check your DMs. You're going to be in forever. No, Pikachu dies. (laughs) Finally. The champ beats Pikachu. No. Freaking Mary Sue Pikachu. (laughs) Mary Sue Pikachu. Mary Sue. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Meow.